0: Hello readers and listeners, this is Karen Hunt, a.k.a. K.H. Majek with a new essay for you. It's been a crazy week. I had a lot of issues in my area with the internet, so it's been really challenging to get my work done. But I finally managed to get this essay together today. (laughs) Three hours of work were somehow mysteriously erased, so I had to kind of do it all over again. Here it is. This is called, They Are Psychopaths. I used to just call them playing crazy, no more. Listening to The Who's press briefing yesterday morning, it was abundantly clear that the world is being run by maniacal psychopaths. The World Health Organization is one of the most powerful institutions in the world, funded by, with billions of dollars by some of the world's most powerful people, and they are corrupt to the core. This corruption runs deep, it has been building for years and no one has stopped it. Even as they spoke in such dull and monotonous tones about controlling the world, it was apparent they are completely smug and self-assured in their positions of power. Boldly they kept repeating the same lies over and over again, as if by repeating them they would suddenly make sense, or not make sense. What does it matter? The press sitting in front of them will never challenge their statements. The governments will never challenge them. The general public will never challenge them. They can grow bolder and bolder, more insolent, more maniacal, more cut off from reality and lost in their own psychosis. And no one, at least no one who has the ability to do so, will stop them. Why? Because every single government and health official, every single journalist, every single educator, every single church leader, all of them who have reached a certain level of higher status has been either bought off or blackmailed or both. According to these tyrants, without masking, lockdowns, and vaccines, the world would just about have ended and we'd all just about be dead. They praised the disastrous therapeutics, which I assume includes killers such as remdesivir, which I've written about in previous essays, And then there's Pfizer's Paxlovid, which now has a condition attached to it, Paxlovid Rebound, meaning that when you get COVID after taking the pills, the pills are actually working. And on and on they went about how badly we need to improve our pandemic preparedness and how woefully behind the world is in testing and data collection. They lamented the injustice of how poor countries have not had access to the life-saving vaccines and therapeutics that first world countries have had. Hold on a second. This is where the real madness comes in. Scientists are mystified and wary because Africa has avoided the COVID disaster. Maybe the world's most important scientists are mystified, but every single ordinary person with half a brain knows why Africa avoided so many deaths, because they did not follow the WHO's protocols. Where almost one million people are said to have died from COVID in the United States, less than 255,000 have died in all of Africa. Hold on a minute. There is something else that needs to be said here. It is imperative that we remind ourselves of this truth every so often because they will keep on whispering in our ears incessantly that it never happened this way until we forget what really happened and begin to believe their story. We cannot trust any government data on how many people got sick or died from COVID anywhere in the world. It is all bogus. The PCR tests were never accurate. Therefore, it doesn't matter Who pulls their statistics out of a hat, be it leftists or rightists, COVID believers or COVID deniers? Their carefully plotted charts that people discuss in long threads on Twitter are meaningless. All of it is based on information provided by the government and all of it is inaccurate. I don't care how many times you repeat your facts, they are still nothing more than a carefully crafted illusion. The more you read about them, the more you talk about them, the more you will believe them. But that does not make them true. It only means that everyone to some extent has accepted the lie. I'm done with it. I have no more patience for any of these experts. When the CDC finally admitted that the PCR tests weren't accurate at the end of last year, they didn't actually admit it. They again twisted the information to make it sound as if it was a good thing. The CDC's original PCR test for COVID isn't going away because of inaccurate results, they said. It's just that there are more comprehensive tests available that can help doctors figure out whether you have COVID, the flu, or some other bug and give you the right treatment. Taking this test off the market helps push labs to adopt those other tests that can check for multiple viruses. It's okay. You can bang your head against the wall now, but try to refrain. The fact that you feel like that means you are not the one who is insane. The ones who smugly believe the lies and refuse to face uncomfortable truths are the ones who are deluded. Therefore, we do not know how many people died of COVID in Africa. But we do know that fewer than 6% of people in Africa are vaccinated. That is a statistic easily verifiable. For months, the WHO described Africa as one of the least affected regions in the world in its weekly pandemic reports. Wow. They should look at the reasons why. Instead, they are now concerned about their welfare? The crisis is past. Africa did well. This is sinister that they want to mess with a success. Looking at these men and women sitting on their raised platform discussing the lives of Africans in this manner, so smug and self assured, acting as if they care about their lives while they spout lies, it turns my stomach. And then the press, deferentially asking questions like, What plans do they have if things get worse, as if they know everything will get worse and they trust these monsters to make the rules? Ordinary citizens in the West are so used to taking their drugs that they do not even bat an eyelash. While the majority of people in first world countries suck up the lies and allow themselves to be injected, the people of third world countries laugh and shake their heads, no way. As one man in a busy market outside a poor township in Harare, Zimbabwe, put it, COVID-19 is gone. When did you last hear of anyone who has died of COVID-19? The mask is to protect my pocket, as he keeps it in his pocket. Yes, there is something mysterious going on in Africa that is puzzling scientists, said Wafai El-Sadir, chair of global health at Columbia University. Africa doesn't have the vaccines and the resources to fight COVID-19 that they have in Europe and the U.S., but somehow they seem to be doing better. Oh my goodness, but these people are crazy. Back at the WHO charade of a press briefing, one expert, Dr. marian simeo lamented about how by the time the vaccines got to developing countries, the pandemic was already over, so it was too late. Too late for what? To destroy everyone's natural immunity? I have a dear friend, a musician, who described to me the first time he did heroin. He knew it was evil, and yet he still did it. He wasn't sure why, except it was all around him in the world he inhabited. Everyone else was doing it, and one day, it just seemed easier to do it than not. He gave in, and it was actually a relief to finally not have to think about it anymore. With that one decision, in that one moment, from that one moment onward, his life was altered forever. He became a slave to that drug. As a result, he ended up in the hospital, having OD'd. Miraculously, he survived, and again he made a choice, this time to never allow that poison back into his body. He kept that promise, but not without consequences. The demon never stopped chasing him, and he was condemned to always run. The difference with the COVID shots is that there will be nowhere to run. I don't know how to say it any plainer, but these COVID shots are a drug addiction. Those who accept the lies of the experts and allow that needle to plunge into their arms over and over again will be condemned to a never-ending supply of ever more potent drugs. They will lose all natural immunity, and it will become impossible to live without the drugs that will be monitored and continually pumped through their veins. A new study published in the journal Science was done by scientists at Caltech and the University of Oxford who are working on developing the Mosaic 8 vaccine, which aims to offer protection to a variety of coronaviruses. The Mosaic 8 vaccine uses 60 fragments of 8 strains of coronaviruses, including COVID-19, which was shown to induce a broad spectrum of antibodies in primates and genetically engineered mice with human-like cell receptors to target coronavirus spike proteins. The nanoparticle development has the potential to mitigate viral infection caused by known and future COVID-19 variants and other viral spillovers, according to the study. Research is coming to light that the spike protein doesn't just magically disappear from one's body, as we were all assured in the beginning, and DNA is being altered. But don't worry. On the day our health officials finally admit this to be true, they will twist it around, just like they twisted around the inaccuracy of the PCR test to make it sound as if it was really a good thing. A new study from Sweden has the potential to upend what we know about COVID vaccine spike protein, including where they end up in human cells. Remember how in 2017, Tal Zaks admitted Moderna's mRNA injections in development at the time would hack the software of life? which was covered in a March 12, 2021 article, Bombshell, Moderna Chief Medical Officer Admits mRNA Alters DNA. And according to the expose, an earlier study conducted by Pfizer in rats indicated the contents did not stay in the injection site. Instead, up to 18% of the contents of the total vaccine ended up in the liver, A study from MIT scientists in May of 2021 revealed SARS-CoV-2 RNA can be reverse transcribed and integrated into the genome of human cells and expressed as chimeric transcripts. This study then gave rise to the question whether this same reverse transcription could occur in the mRNA COVID-19 injections. Yet, incredibly, nobody wanted to answer that question. I find it fascinating that the day before the WHO conducted its charade of a press briefing, a Uruguayan judge ordered the government and Pfizer to submit within 48 hours all information about vaccines against COVID-19. Included in the order, number one, we'll have to provide documentation on the composition of the vaccines, including the possible presence of graphene oxide or nanotechnological elements. Two, data demonstrating the innocuousness of the substance called messenger RNA and that the experimental nature of the vaccines be accredited. Three, explanations as to whether studies have been carried out to explain the notorious increase in deaths due to COVID-19 as of March 2021 in relation to the previous year. Four, address the issue of adverse effects of the vaccines against the so-called COVID-19 in general and also in detail in relation to the child population. Five, the Uruguayan Ministry of Public Health, the State Health Services Administration, and the presidency have also been required to submit all the information regarding the contract for the purchase of vaccines, where the clauses of civil indemnity or criminal impunity of the suppliers in the event of adverse effects are to be examined. What I wanna know is, Why haven't courts in every nation demanded the same information? Would it matter if they did? Sadly, I doubt it. Pfizer has already been ordered to release 55,000 documents per month to great fanfare in certain circles and to no interest at all in others. Among the first set of documents is a 38-page report that includes nine pages of adverse events of special interest, including about DNA. According to the Christian Research Network, In a list of almost 1,300 adverse events in the first listed is 1P36 deletion syndrome, which alters DNA. Has it mattered? If it did, would the Who be conducting another one of its ridiculous press briefings? Certainly not. They would all be in jail awaiting the death sentence. (laughs) The end of this essay. Thank you for listening. Thank you for reading. Please share as I am no longer (laughs) on Twitter and able to share as widely as I have in the past. Thank you so much. God bless you all.